Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Hey, y'all. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Say the name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Latanya keeps saying, the Lord appreciates your push. So keep pushing, woman of God. And so do I. Just keep pushing. Good morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Most of the time you don't even realize when you've been pushing that you will push yourself right into something. So consistency always pays off. It perseveres. I promise it does. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Good morning, Jerome Bates. Good morning, Tammy. Good morning, Vanessa. Yeah. Hey, Cindy. Good morning. Thank you. 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 Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We bless your name. Hey, Whitney, right? Good morning. We thank you. We thank you. We glorify you, Father. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. This morning, we're just going to center ourselves on the goodness of God. We're just going to focus in on him. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. If this is your first time logging in, we are a family here. I feel like I should always start and like open up the doors of the church. My God, tell you to say a few things to your neighbor. We are growing in the things of Christ together, and it is beyond amazing and dope and all of those other things. Thank you for those of you who have already shared the devotional. For those of you who have not shared the devotional yet, please share the devotional. Put it in someone's inbox. Put it in someone's hands. Let's continue to get the gospel throughout the world. Let's continue to get the gospel. Thank you, 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 glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God, thank you, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, my God, we bless you, my God, we praise you, my God, we love you. My God, we adore you. We just say thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we cancel every assignment of the enemy off our lives, off this devotional, off our morning, off our December. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We lift up your name, Lord. We just say thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We glorify you, Lord God. 
We welcome you in this morning, Father. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your presence. We invite you in, Holy Spirit. We invite you in. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We lift up holy hands and we say thank you, Father. We magnify you this morning, Lord God. We invite you in. Settle here. Settle here. Be amongst your people, Lord God. Be amongst your people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We glorify you. We glorify you. Hallelujah is the highest praise. We glorify you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you, Lord God. We lift up your name, Jesus. We lift up your name, Jesus. We'll lift your name up throughout the earth. We lift your name up, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking my depression away. Thank you, Father God, for clothing me in my right mind. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I glorify you. I magnify you. I lift you up, Lord God. We just invite you in. We invite you in. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you, Father God, for the global effect. We thank you, Father God. This devotional is in every city, in every state, in every nation, in every world. Lord God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We call on the name of Jesus. We glorify you. Put it everywhere, Lord God. Put it everywhere, Lord God. Put it everywhere, Lord God. On YouTube, put it everywhere, Lord God. We thank you. We are advancing the kingdom. We thank you. We will not be selfish with the word. We thank you for opportunity to share your word, to be light and dark places, Lord God. Let us go everywhere for your glory. Let us go everywhere for your glory. Let us go everywhere for your glory, everywhere, everywhere, Lord God, for your glory. For your glory, 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 for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for I am not of the, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Let us focus in on you this morning, Lord God. We thank you. We bless you. There's something about corporate praise. We thank you. We glorify you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I got you, Marlene. I will pray that. I will pray that. Father God, we thank you. 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 Lord God, we thank you. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be sober awake in a sober lord god according to first thessalonians 5 and 6. i'm going to pray for balance this morning um for the word of god says in ecclesiastes ecclesiastes 7 and 18 whoever fears god will avoid all extremes so lord god i thank you we are balanced lord not according to this word's standard world's standard but we are balanced in the things of god meaning our spirit man leads us in everything that we do thank you for revelation knowledge lord god thank you for opening our eyes thank you father god we are awake and sober lord god for we know the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour so we thank you lord god we are sober in your word this morning we thank you father god we drive out all spirits of religion and in the name of jesus lord god 
We thank you, Father God. We bind out every spirit of religion. We cast out every spirit of religion. We thank you, Lord God, that we are not religious, that we are walking in the trueness of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Father God. I lift up Marlene to you this morning. I thank you, Father God, for her to walk correctly according to your vision, open the eyes of her understanding, enlighten her, Father God, for the hope and call that you have on our life in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you. Let us find our balance in you. Let us avoid all extremes, Lord God. Let us avoid all extremes, Lord God. Let us not be on to the left or to the right, Lord God, but on your path, Father God, for you said wide is the gate or wide is the path, Lord God. Let us be on the narrow path, Lord God, for there is a way that we think that is right, Lord God, but there is only a way that will please you. So let us be sober-minded, sober in our thinking, sober in our actions, do diligent, Lord God, according to you. We thank you, Father God. We thank you. 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 Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus so that you can get the ultimate glory out of our life, Lord God, so that you can get the ultimate glory out of our life. Do not let us be wise in our own eyes. Do not let us be wise in our own eyes. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel the presence of God. There is something um, significant and we've been talking about that when we center ourselves on him. Like if we will just focus on him for just a minute. And it's so hard for us when we come on the devotional to get distracted especially with all of our thank yous and all of our, our, um, all of our, uh, hi and how you doing, but just for a minute, if we will just learn to center ourselves on, on God, if we will just learn to praise him, remember that's the knocking, that's the opening the door. That's the key. That's the entering into his gates with thanksgiving and entering to his courts with praise. And so I'm just praying for all of us to be sober. That was the scripture I read over us this morning. I'm praying for all of us to be balanced because we'll miss the opportunity for corporate praise and for corporate prayer and for what God is significantly doing by just getting lost by just getting lost in what we think is normal. Like we'll think something is so normal because we've done it for so long that we'll get lost in that and we'll miss the opportunity when we should be worshiping, praising God. One of the things that I'm learning is to not take take anything into my prayer room but God. Like nothing into my moment, nothing into my closet but God, I need his presence. I need his wisdom. I need his understanding. And there are so many things that can distract us or consume us or have become a part of our norm that we operate in those things and we're not even sensitive to what's going on around us, right? And so when we are in a corporate anointing and we are praising God corporately, it just does something. Can you imagine what the sounds sound like when we raise a hallelujah to God? When we corporately raise a hallelujah, when we raise such a hallelujah to God, when we are glorifying God at such a level, when we are all corporately focused, focused on God, when we focus, when we put our undivided attention 
on him, what would happen corporately for us when he'd say, there's a group of people that love to praise me. There's a group of people that love to worship me. There's a group of people that are not distracted. They are not consumed. They are consumed in me. And, and often until it becomes norm, you have to practice the presence of God in order to be able to stay in the presence of God. It's something you have to continuously practice. You have to get into the practice and it's so easy for us to get distracted. So we just have to be mindful that, um, we are sober and we are awake. We are awake and we are, we are sober. We are sober and awake even in our praise. Um, my phone, um, I'm going to drop something a little bit later, but my phone was one of my biggest distractions and I would not be present and I would not be, I would be thinking that I was still doing things of God, but I wasn't. And I was becoming a slave to something that I was never meant to be a slave to. And so one of the last, the, some of the things that I've been doing now is tying myself away from my phone, checking my phone only a few times a day, setting it aside, removing all distractions off my phone other than the word of God so that I could stay focused on what God is trying to say to me in the last four weeks of the year so that I can be prepared for what needs to happen next year. But it's so easy. So remind yourself that when I'm in a space of praise and worship, that my only focus should be God. My only focus should be God. I shouldn't be nowhere else. As a matter of fact, when we are where you might, I'm the, and I'm not talking about just here. I'm talking about even at church, you might need to close your eyes during praise and worship so that you can center yourself on God, so that you can focus on God, so that you can hear God, so that you can invite his presence in. We get so consumed by things. I'm learning to put my phone up in church. I don't care who calls, you know, and it's like, okay, you got small kids. The Holy Spirit will tap me. I don't even sleep with my phone in my room. I don't know why I'm going there, but this is for somebody. I don't even sleep with my phone in my room. My phone is actually in my living room. And I just trust the Holy Spirit that if something is wrong enough, that he will awaken me to, um, what I need to pray and what I need to say. And so just ask the Lord to show you anything in your life that does not align up with him. Ask him to provide balance. We just read Ecclesiastes 7, 8, whoever fears the Lord will avoid all extremes. Ask them, ask him to help you to be sober. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. That's first Thessalonians five and six, because we can be doing all of these religions, religious things. We can be in church. We can be in service. We can be all these things that we have going on and still not be sober. We can still not be sober. That's why I'm praying to break the chaff, break the break the religious order off your life because we will create our own rituals and we will become religious in our own and not even realize we doing it, not even realize we doing it and missing God, like missing God the entire time, missing what God is saying because we are more consumed by the things that are around us. Right. And so it just, I'm just saying, I don't know this phone thing. we got to Ask the Lord about not being wise in our own eyes and why we feel like we need to always be attached because before I had a cell phone, I had a pager <laughs> and I just am learning to treat life's crisis and life's 
emergencies like a pager in order to get me you had to beat me <laughs> you had to beat me you had to beat me you like had to beat me in order to get me you had to beat me and so it's the same thing for me now right I need to beat I it need to beat me um I get that Teresa I play the word at night but I bought a bluetooth speaker so that the word is coming across the speaker and not on my phone because you still have to watch what those things and how those things become idols how many times you pick the phone up one of the things that i started earlier this year and i let it get away from me and i had to bring it back was i started every time i would pick up my phone quoting a scripture first right because why am i looking at my phone why am i checking my email i read a book by simon t bailey called releasing your brilliance right walking into the fullness of what god has called you to be and one of the things he said was he had to deal with the distractions so he only ch checked his email three times a day and he only checked his phone calls and messages three times a day yeah <laughs> yeah beat me and i'll call you back and we get so anxious we, we be so anxious we're so anxious and, and I know some of y'all like, but I'm watching you on my phone right now. That's good. I'm not saying you're not ever supposed to be on your phone, but if your phone becomes a, a distraction, you'll have to watch it because we'll begin to make excuses. Um, people are like, how, what if you have older kids, you have grandkids, your mom, what if somebody calls you at night? And I'm like, they gonna get this phone right and the holy spirit is gonna wake me up if there's an emergency he has never not waking me up or positioned me to pray and then some things are for god to handle and not me to handle i don't have to handle everything around me and when i learned that i don't have to handle everything around me i took a rest in god i am not the person that is supposed to respond to all emergencies i remember one time one of my cousins got sick and I, uh, my mom called and our family is known for everybody going anytime somebody goes to the hospital and one of my cousins got sick. And when my cousin got sick, um, everybody was calling, everybody was leaving, everybody was moving. And I remember my husband looked at me and he said, where are you going? I said, I'm about to go to the hospital. And he was like, stop and pray and ask the Lord what's your invo involve, evol involvement in this? You guys have done that out of habit for so long you've done that out of habit for so long that you think that's your national your natural response pause and ask the holy spirit how does he want you to respond to this situation i had never did that before i had never did that before i'm proud of you teresa i'm proud of you and so um i sat down and i paused and the lord pieced me out and he said no just get in position and pray and then I showed up to the hospital a couple of days later but I was not moved and what God was teaching me to do was not be moved by the emergency that's what God was teaching me to do not be moved by an emergency or what seemed to be a crisis to position and to settle myself in responding to the word I'm not God anyway I'm not God anyway I'm not God anyway and I remember one time Keith Moore Pastor Keith Moore was um, teaching a devotional and a lady looked like she was about to expire and they were like Pastor Moore come come pray with her and Pastor Moore was like the Holy Spirit caught him and said 
she's already checked out. Like before you run over here and pray, she's already checked out. She already made her decision that she was ready to go be with the Lord. So there is no sense in you going over there to pray. She and she is in alignment with God. That's her family needing that. And so then he began to get in position and pray for the family and pray for their them to be okay during this circumstance or this situation, instead of moving according to emotion, he got into position in prayer. And we you, we don't need to be moved by no emergencies, DeShannon. There's no emergency. There's no situation that, that should not move us. And a lot of times, I don't, especially during the daytime, answer my phone as much anymore because I'm praying and the Lord will say, call that person back or God will say, answer the phone or because I'm working on some things, I'm building some things. Think about how much time we waste on the telephone. So Lord God, I thank you for deliverance in the name of Jesus from our telephones today in the name of Jesus, that we will not be distracted, that we will not have any emotional ties to our telephone, that you will get the glory out of our phone usage. Ecclesiastes 718 is a good thing to pray for. Whoever fears God will avoid all extremes. Whoever fears God will avoid all emotions. Whoever fears God will walk in balance. Whoever fears God because I'm not God. I'm not God. I don't have to be involved in everything. I don't. I don't. I don't. And I have like, I have adult children that don't live here. I have four beautiful grandsons, but I don't have to be involved in everything because God is involved in absolutely everything. And if my prayers for them, oh my God, because the prayers of the righteous avail as much. If my prayers for them have already been released on a daily basis, guess what? I believe God is going to answer absolutely every prayer. I believe God is going to answer every prayer that I'm just telling. That's why when people start like disappearing out of my life, I'm okay. <laughs> and I know that sounds horrible because I pray probably four or five times a year, disconnect me from anybody that's not supposed to be in my life. Right. <laughs> right. Disconnect me from anybody that's not supposed to be in my life. So when I start seeing people disappear, I said, thank you, Lord. And if they're supposed to be there, they'll, they'll return. If they have a problem with something I do, they'll call me and we can work it out. But I just, I'm not, and we'll get consumed by that. Thank you for that, George. Thank you for that, George. Thank you for that. I know my phone needs to be locked away at time. I set some goals for myself this week and I'm like, nope, get ready to put this phone up. Get ready to set this phone aside. I told my sons this week, if you need something, send me a message because my, my MacBook is synced to my telephone and it'll get to me, right? That, that, that'll get to me. And it just puts me in a better level of focus because I'm not God anyway. I don't know who that's for. I'm not God anyway. I'm, I'm not God. I am 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 not God anyway. I am not God. So today we're talking about pray the word yesterday um lmj ministry team and i were talking and i heard in my spirit real loud that morning just pray the word and i know to pray the word right i know to pray the word but i had to begin to study 
What does this mean when I pray the word of God? What is happening when I pray the word of God? What am I doing when I pray the word of God? And I'm just telling you, if we have a stronghold or if we have something that we are having difficulty breaking off of, or if we want to see things move, that's why a lot of times when people will say, pray for me, I'm like, what are we praying? What are we praying? What scripture are we standing on? And so if we're back with more understanding for praying, because we've talked about praying before, God has been talking to us about praying for a long time. If we're back, uh, if I, me too, Cassandra, me too, I keep a lot of books too. Um, if we're back praying, right? If we're back praying again and talking about prayer, then we need to learn more about prayer. If God centers the devotional and says, okay, today we're going to talk more about prayer. So today we're going to talk about praying the word of God. And for some of you who really don't know how to pray, because I didn't really know how to pray. I'm just going to be honest. And people will not tell you they don't know how to pray. They'll pray fluffy prayers. They'll pray prayers with no power. They'll pray prayers that are not reaching heavens. If you're not praying and people are not calling you and saying the prayer you prayed for me got answered, then there's something hindered or something hung up or something missing or something in the spirit realm that's going right. Because the prayers of the righteous avail as much. Our prayers should be getting answered, especially when we're praying the will of God and praying the desires of God. So I want to just share a few things with you this morning. Take notes. Um, yeah. Ask the Lord all the time. The Lord loves for you to be involved and teach me how to pray. Show me anything in my prayer life that does not align up with your word. Um, show me how to pray according to your word. Show me not how, how to not pray selfish prayers. Now this morning we're saying, Lord, show me how to pray your word. Show me how to pray your word. Show me how to correctly pray your word so that I'm not assuming nothing. So the very first thing I want to share with you this morning is when I pray the word of God, I pray the very breath of God. My God, when I'm praying the word of God. So when I ask myself, why do I need to learn how to pray? Because when I pray the word of God, I am praying the very breath of God. I'm not just praying any kind of way. I'm breathing. Oh my God, that's so powerful. God is breathing on my situation when I pray the word of God. But, um, that's Ephesians. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's 2 Timothy 3 and 16. So every time I pray the word of God. So when I prayed for us to have balance, Ecclesiastes 7, 18, whoever fears God will avoid all extremes. I breathe God on us. I breathe God on us. I just breathe God on us in prayer to bring balance to our lives, right? And we know the word of God is asunder. It's quick. It's sharper than two, any, any two-edged sword. So when we are still struggling with areas or in particular places in our lives, it's probably because we're not, the sword is not sharpening and we're not praying the word so that it can separate our spirit from our soul and it releases us from the things that have been entangling us within strongholds, right? And a lot of times we don't realize, my pastor was talking about it yesterday, we got to cast down the wicked imaginations. We got to cast down, we got to deal with the things that exalt the things of God. So I'm going to pray for you always, but I want to make sure I'm praying the word of God over you. I want to pray what you're standing in. I want to pray, I want to breathe God on your situation. Do you know how powerful that is? 
that I'm breathing God on your situation, that you're breathing God on your situation. Lord God, I'm breathing God on my situation. And I'm just going to be honest with you. Praying this way takes time. Praying this way takes revelation of the word. Um, praying this way takes you settling yourself in the word. Praying it this way takes some dedication. That's why I tell you small bites equal a meal. That's why I tell you there's some foundational cracks that we don't even realize we have. We don't even realize we have them because we're not built up in the word and then we don't have revelation and then it's not manifesting. And some of us are walking in cycles we don't even realize we have. We don't even know that, that we have that cycle. We don't even know that we do that. God was showing me that last night about somebody. So when I pray the word, I pray the very breath of God. All scripture is breathed out by God. That's 2 Timothy 3, 16. That should give you a different revelation of praying the word of God. Oh my God. When I am praying the word of God, I am breathing God into a situation. I am bringing God, but I am breathing God's a breath. And I don't, I don't know if you, if you don't understand the breath of God when he blows on a situation. When he blows on the situation. So can you imagine that if I'm praying the word of God, my friend here is praying the word of God. My other friend here is praying the word of God. My other friend here is praying the word of God. We're breathing. We're blowing the breath of God from all kinds of directions. That's why it's so important for us to get the word of God throughout the world so people understand how to correctly pray, how to live kingdom, right? That's why I'm like, no, share the devotional. Put the devotional everywhere. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed to preach the gospel. You ain't got to do nothing but click and share because we can learn how to pray the word of God. So imagine, yeah, war women, when y'all get in the room, if y'all don't do nothing but pray five scriptures, every woman in the room that is praying, is breathing God, is blowing God in the direction. Can you imagine if we get the revelation of that, how cities, how states, how nations and how worlds would change instead of complaining about my president, if we were breathing the word of God on him, we'll blow the chaff out of his life. That's so powerful. So my second thing to you is pray the word first. Let God speak to you first. Let him reveal what's really in your heart. Then pray about it. Right? So one of the things that I'm learning, and this has been a new thing for me. I'm not going to play like I had the revelation of this. This was something new. I discovered while studying let to pray the word of God first, because I always had a ritual of kind of praying and talking to God. Well, now I'm learning to, I always praise and thank God, but I'm learning to pray the word of God first. When I pray the word of God first, what happens is I'm allowing God to speak to me first. I'm allowing God to speak to me first. Ain't that powerful? When I pray the word of God first, instead of all my and everything else, if I pause and I pray the word of God first, like if I pause to pray the word of God first, then I'm doing two things. I'm allowing God to speak to me first. I'm allowing God to speak to me first. If I pray the word, God, because he speaks to me through the word. And when I got the revelation of this this morning and I saw this this morning, I was like, oh, 
my God, let me always pray your word because I'm allowing him to speak. I've already thanked you. I've already, I've already worshiped him. I've already acknowledged him as God, the father. And then I'm coming into alignment and I'm allowing him to speak to me first because I'm going to pray the word first, right? And allow him to speak to me first. That does two things that allows God to speak to you first, but it also allows him to reveal what's in your heart. It allows him to reveal yours in your heart. So if I'm reading something in my life and, and I, I'm reading something and I don't get it, or he brings me to something, then it's going to reveal to me what's in my heart because what's in my heart could be standing in the way of my prayers. So it may be that I pray, God, I come boldly to your throne. I need your mercy and grace in my life. That's Hebrews four and 16. Or it may be the first thing I pray, Lord, I need you. Please open my eyes to see the wonderful truth in your instructions. Um, after God gave us the instructions, because God has been giving us instructions over the last few weeks. Um, you just got to catch them and apply them. I now pray, pray Ephesians 1.17, God purpose was that we, that me, Lakeisha, and I insert my name, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now um, others have also heard the truth. And then I'm praying, Father God, Lord Jesus Christ, give me spiritual wisdom and insight so that I may grow in your knowledge, God. I pray that my heart will be flooded with light so that I can understand the confident hope that you've given me that's, that's called to you, right? I'm also praying that I understand the incredible greatness of your power for those of who believe. And so if I pray the word first, if I pray the word first before I pray anything else, right? Then God is speaking to me first. And if I pause after, um, if I pause after praise, so you praise God, right? And you let praise just flow out your belly. You don't hinder praise. You don't clock your praise. You don't time your praise. You just worship him for him being God. You just worship him, right? You just worship him. You just worship him, right? If we do that first and, and we let praise flow out of our belly unhindered, then, then if we get quiet enough, even if we don't know the right things to pray, God will pray. And so the next thing that I just want to encourage you to pray is to pray the spiritual, right? To pray the spiritual. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. Today's truths that I want you to hold on. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I won't quench you. He's telling me to pause and slow up. Today's two truths that we want, we want to set on is two, second Timothy three and 16. When I pray the word of God, I'm breathing the word of God on my situation. Ask yourself, where have I not been breathing God on the situation? Where have I been praying selfish and self-centered prayers? That that's the first thing we got to ask ourselves. Where have I not been breathing God on this situation? Where have I just been caught up in religion and saying things? Where have I been too emotional? Where have I been so consumed? Um, if, if the reason the stronghold has not been moved out my life yet, have I really been able to, have I really been praying the word of God on the situation? And then the second thing we've learned today is let's pray the word of God first. Let's pray the word of God first. What's the first thing out of my mouth? Holy Spirit, help me. So let me give you, let me give you just some things. This morning when I was in my room and I was praying, I was in my prayer closet and I was praying to God. I was praying uh, and he said, pause. And this morning, I only, I only want you to pray in tongues. 
And so I began to just pray in tongues. He said, don't pray out loud the things that you would normally pray out loud. So I began to pray in tongues. And then after I prayed in tongues, he said, now ask me for this, right? Well, the first thing that I had already prayed for was wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and discernment. That was the very first thing. God, I need your wisdom. You told me not to be wise in my own eyes. I don't want to be wise in my own eyes. I don't want to just give people anything your word in your word. And so the very first thing, well, when I pray in tongues, I'm praying the very mysteries of God. And that's a divine conversation between me and God. Well, then he was infilling me and filling me up with the Holy Spirit, which was allowing me to be connected to him in a different way. So I could feel the refreshing. I could feel the infilling. I could feel um my soul and my spirit aligning i could feel revelation coming in i could feel wisdom knowledge coming in and then as i because i had already been in a position to pray the word of god i had already invited him in i had already listened to him that i need more wisdom that's why sometimes when um uh, people say when when we always when when, when i get concerned for people when i'm like what do you, what can I pray for you or what can I do for you? And, and we'll be like, if I say, what can I pray for you? And you'll be like, Oh, I don't need a prayer. And I'm like, <laughs> we always need a prayer because we always need more wisdom, no more knowledge, more understanding. We need clarity for purpose. Like we always need a prayer. That's why sometimes I'm telling y'all flood us with your prayer requests. Flood us with what's going on with you because we're going to pause and pray for you. We're going to stop right there and pray for you. We're going to stop and breathe God on the situation. And then second, open up and let God speak to us first in the word. If we will let him speak to us in the word, you can do Hebrews 4 and 16 right? I'm boldly before your throne. I need your grace and mercy. You can do Psalms 119 and 18. Lord God, you can pray Ephesians 1, 15 and 17. But if I pray the word of God and I breathe God into the situation, then it looks different. And guess what he begins to do? Calm all my fears, deal with my anxieties. And then I have an opening ear to hear the Holy Spirit in the situation. That is why and that that I'm Tracy, Tracy, I'm glad you messaged that because it made me think that is why when you are in an adverse situation, right? Or if you're in a situation or a circumstance where you need to see God move or you need more clarity or with wisdom, you've got to be saturated in the word to understand the word and to hear what the word is saying. I was going to give you more. And the Lord paused me and said, don't give more. Let them meditate. Let them chew on this. Let them discern what I'm saying here because he precepted that when he started talking about the telephone, right? So if there's a stronghold where the telephone and we're out of balance, then what's the scripture to bring me back in balance? If I'm anxious, if I'm always moving with every emergency, then what's the scripture that I need for these emergency? If I'm not sober, if I have something in my life that could be hidden from me, then how do I get my sobriety? And that's first Thessalonians five and six. You really, 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 really have to take your time in the things of God and in the word of God. Uh, one of my friends was telling me, she said, you know what? I'm at the point now. It don't even matter. All of the things that I thought I still wanted to hold on to television shows and all this other stuff. I need to fulfill my purpose right now in my life. And if I'm going to fulfill my purpose 
right now in my life, then I need to do something a little bit differently. I need to see this. I need to move a little bit different. I need to pull away from the table fast a little more. I got to pull away away from the TV. I got to move away from the emotional things of God because those things don't line up with the word of God. So second Timothy three sixteen. when I pray the word of God, I breathe. God is breathing on my situation. When I pray the word of God, I'm breathing God on the situation, right? Because all scripture is breathed out by God. And then two, the thing we've learned today is let me pray the word of God first. Let me let God speak to me first. Let me let him also reveal to me what's really in my heart so that I can pray correctly. Let me discern the things of God in this particular situation. And then we'll talk more about what to pray. And you can begin with just, just drop the scripture. It is, it is enough, Angela, to just digest and chew on. It is enough to just digest and chew on this. Asking myself, do I breathe God? Am I breathing God on my circumstance or situation? Am I breathing God into my circumstances or situation? Or am I in a position in which I'm praying other things, reaching for other things, other things have become my vice, right? Am I doing that first? And then the next thing is, am I praying the word of God first to allow God to speak to me, to speak to my heart? Because if I had not prayed the word of God first, then I wouldn't have heard the Lord say to me, I only want you to pray in tongues this morning. I would have, I would have walked into religion. I would have walked into my own pattern. I would have said things my own way. Right. And we're going to get more into praying desires and praying other things and how to pray for our desires and how to pray out of a pure heart and a pure place. I see the way that the Lord is taking us this week. I'm watching him take us there. I'm watching him take us there. He's taking us in a direction. And I'm just grateful for this because if we pray him from all forces, if we pray him from all directions, if we pray him from all cities, if we pray him from all states, imagine how we can change the circumstance, the world, because God will be breathing and blowing and blowing up the chaff and revealing all kinds of things, uh, things to us. So let the word of God be breathed, breath, the breath of God be in your situation today. Let the breath of God be in your life. Let the breath of God be in your finances. Let the breath of God be absolutely everywhere it needs to be right. Like let the breath of God pray the word of God over the situation. So then let, so then let Edward not be like others who are asleep, but let us be, let him be awake and sober. First Thessalonians five and six, find the word of God and pray the word of God in the situation. Let God breathe on the situation. And I'm just telling you, it'll begin to look different. Most of the time we want to do that because our emotions are screaming at us. The situation is screaming at us. The circumstance is screaming at us and all these different things. And we get so distracted by so many other things that we don't allow the word to take root and precedent. And by the end of this week, I'm going to show you why it's important for the word to be in your house. I'm going to show you what God showed me. We're going to show you why it's important for the word of God to be in your house. So can we pray? Can we get out of here today? We, we thank the Lord for this word. Father God, we thank you for your word. Oh, pillow talk. Last day to register for pillow talk. If you wanted to get in on pillow talk, if you've never been a part of pillow talk, 
then I'm just telling you today is the last day for registration. You can go over to the website. You can get registered. We're closing Pillow Talk out. If you've never experienced Pillow Talk, this is Pillow Talk, the Christmas edition. God is doing, so going to do something very precious. Two, ladies, Bible study is back on tomorrow. We're going to be talking about we are the bride. I cannot wait to teach tomorrow. You can be involved online or you can come meet us. If you are in the state of Arkansas, today abandon every excuse. Say, you know what? I'm done making excuses with Keisha. I'm going to meet y'all at Bible study. 5 to 5.30, we got a little bit of a social hour. You can hang out with us. You can drink coffee. You can drink tea. I'm going to try to bring some snacks tomorrow. And then after that, 6 o'clock, 6.30, we'll pray. We're going to be praying the word of God tomorrow. And then from 6.30 to 7.30 is Bible study. So get connected and join us. Pillow Talk, if you ain't been, if God been pressing upon your heart, going to get registered today for Pillow Talk. Um, I promise you, God is going to meet us there. He has never not, not, and this is the last small pillow talk like that from that perspective. Get connected to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Go get connected to the website. Do that. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel, Coffee and Conversations. Go share this devotional with somebody. When you have friends that are struggling to pray or always relying on you to pray, you, you need to give this and be like, okay, this is what you need to do so that uh, can someone remind me to register for Bill? Kirby, you better go do it. Just, just drop the link. Go register for Bill Talk right now. Go, go register right now. Go register right now. We're going to shut down that link this evening. I love y'all so much. I want to pray for you. I want to lift up the name of Jesus. Remember, we're praying for sobriety today. We're praying for balance. We're praying for all the religious overtures, the chaff to be burned up in us. Lord God, I thank you for your, I thank you for the word. I thank you for the word. I thank you for who and what you are to us in the word. I thank you for revelation in your word. I thank you for breathing on us. I thank you for leaving us with a master plan so that we could be all you called us to be so we could walk into the fullness of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Lord God, let us meditate on this word today. Give us eyes to hear and ears to hear and a spirit that desires and longs for you, Father God. We thank you, Lord. We are not wise in our own eyes. We thank you for burning up the chaff in us, Lord God, so that we can walk into the fullness of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. I thank you for the people of God. 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 My God, my God, I thank you for the people of God. My God, I thank you for the people of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you had made your decision to make Christ Lord and Savior, I got you. <laughs> I got you today. I'm just being honest. If you had made, if you've been on the fence, if you've been a backslidden state, if you haven't been able to figure it out, LMJ got you today. I want to introduce you to Jesus. I want you to experience the Jesus that I love. I want you to experience the Jesus that dealt with all my brokenness. I want you to experience the G Jesus that burned up all my chaff and continues to burn up my chaff. I want you to experience the Jesus that will give you momentum. I want you to experience the Jesus that will change your life. When people are like, how are you so different? Jesus changed my life. Jesus changed my life. Last thing, I want you to consider being a partner with this ministry. Log on to the website. Oh, we got Feed the Streets. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.